The following content is not suitable for children. There's an epidemic out there. Yep. So many men, delayed orgasm. They can't finish. I like know. They're in a relationship they're with their most important other. They want to reach the heights of ecstasy, and wah, wah, nothing happens. I know. It is it's a big problem, Lori. Let's talk about it. Okay. Let's help these young men with delayed ejaculation. And we've got kind of four ways that we think we can really help them. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. So excited. Lori, another in-person training, Philadelphia, unleashing... The Power of Sex and EFT for Therapists, October 4th and October 5th. This is one of our favorite trainings to do. It's such a need out there to empower therapists to keep their focus better in session and know how to help couples facilitate these bonding conversations through sex. Most of us don't grow up in families talking about this stuff. So get some of the tools that you need, have some fun, engage with other therapists. It's great to be back in person. Oh, yes. It is so great to be in person. We had so much fun in our last in-person training. I mean, people actually laugh at our jokes. And, you know, I got to say some of what we're doing, I think it's pretty cutting edge. We're, we're working on stage one and stage two. For those of you who are therapists in EFT, you'll get what we're talking about. But even if you're not an EFT therapist, there's a lot here that you can learn about how to talk with couples about sex and how to become more expert at it. And if you're a listener and you do have a therapist and your therapist doesn't know about EFT, tell them, you know what, I think you should check this training out. <laughs> I guarantee they're gonna, they'll come out of that training with some new tools, which is, that's what we're in the business of, right? Creating change with new tools. Yes. So come join us in October in Philadelphia. I can't tell you how many young men come into my office or young couples and they should be in the prime of their lovemaking and they're frustrated. You know, and then the the guy will say, hey, I'm attracted to my partner. I don't know what happens. You know, she has an orgasm. I'm into it. And I I just, I I, I don't have an orgasm. Yeah. So many young men tell me that as well. You know, that they're they're having intercourse. Maybe she's climaxed already. And they have to keep going and going and going. Their partner's getting worn out and they just are not getting even to the crest of the hill to have an orgasm when they're with their partner. Most of the time they can do it with masturbation or they can do it, let's say they pull out and they masturbate next to their partner or something, then they can have an orgasm. But it's super right. frustrating. And, and I hear uh. women talk about it, that they're, I, I think even if they don't climax with, intercourse it's like you want your partner to have that big explosion you know you want them to climax and doing it inside you is this wonderful experience it's a good role reversal right (laughs) for women to empathize well it's like for a lot of men when their female partners don't orgasm yes but yes i mean in my experience with a lot of these men they are they want to perform they you know their partner having an orgasm is really important So for a lot of times, their partner does have an orgasm, right? And yet something gets in the way of them doing what's so supernatural. I mean, when your partner orgasms, I mean, is there anything more of a turn on than that? 
that should be able to get you over that hill and get you kind of going in the direction you need to. But, right. you know, this we're just going to try to figure out what are some of the things blocking that, you know, so people can can get back to enjoying each other and enjoying their own orgasms. Yeah, and sometimes this happens in a new relationship or a young relationship. And, and I actually have people that I talk to in existing relationships where they just men who can't climax inside their partner or with their partner or in their partner's presence. Um, right. It gets even worse. But well, let's just say that they can't climax intravaginally. They can't climax yeah. when they're having sexual intercourse. Well, anytime I'm running up against a sexual kind of issue, I'm always, my first thought process is this is like a, a biological thing or is this like a psychological thing or some right. combination of the two? So like, does testosterone play a big part in being able to, to finish or, you know, I know it does with ED, but what about this, right. this being able to orgasm and finish? Right. So, so in this case for delayed ejaculation, testosterone really is not playing a part. I think you're on to something because sometimes delayed ejaculation also leads to ED, erectile dysfunction. But even then, when one is causing the other, it doesn't have anything to do with testosterone. And the way you can kind of think about it is, is he, you know, he's able to ejaculate usually on his own. And ejaculation just is not dependent on testosterone. Erections mm -hmm. sometimes are dependent on testosterone and desire. Okay is dependent on testosterone but usually right he's getting an he's getting a good erection he just can't come okay. and so it's it's not about testosterone so for the so men like this i don't worry about sending them to the urologist i send okay. them to this to the therapist so you're assessing can they have an orgasm outside the sexual encounter and you're yeah. saying most men will be able to have an orgasm what if a man can't have an orgasm masturbating either so even still not a testosterone issue but probably more of a psychogenic issue like what okay. is happening inside let's say he most men previously could and suddenly he's in a phase where he can't so what's happening what is he telling himself inside himself that he can't climax Okay. You know, is it, so this is good news. This yeah. is mostly a psychological issue. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and, and once you kind of are willing to talk about it, you can start getting the help you need. You don't have to suffer alone with this issue. There's nothing wrong with you physically. This is a psychological issue that you need to work through. Right. Exactly. So, okay. I mean, I, I begin to wonder with a young man, like, is he having the kind of sex that he desires? Like one man, you know, he was kind of fairly religious when he got married. And he said he liked primitive primal sex. But he was like, I can't even ask for that because I'm not very good at vanilla sex. And, and that was so complicated, right? Because his fantasy world was had lots of energy about sex. It was this primitive, primal, animalistic kind of experience that he was, he found very exciting. But now he's with his new wife. He wants it to be good for her. He's concerned. He's anxious about being a good lover. All of that is hanging him up. And he kind of can't let go into whatever it is that turns him on. And he, mm -hmm. you know, to begin with, he can't even talk about it. They're so new in their relationship. They, right. they don't talk about sexual fantasies and desires. Okay. They don't have language yet. So I'm trying to break this down so I can Lots understand there. it. Yeah, thank you. Right. So is this a interpersonal problem is this something 
you can't communicate with your partner. You want to do something, but you don't know how to say it. You're you're not attracted, or there's something there's something going on in a relationship where the block is kind of turning you off. There's some break, or you can't access a gas pedal because you don't really know how to communicate it. You don't want to hurt your partner. Absolutely, it is interpersonal for sure. That you know people don't know how to share their gas pedals, their big turn-ons. They're afraid that their big turn-ons will hurt their partner, will make their partner feel inadequate, will make their partner think they're a sex freak, Mm -hmm. or that they're bad. I mean, I think this is one of the difficulties when you have a really tight control over your mind's fantasies, is sometimes fantasies that we would not necessarily want to do or act out turn us on. And... Mm -hmm. Give us sexual energy. And so there's this balance between how do I allow my mind to let go and how do I then kind of be present with my partner? And and if I'm blocking the part of me that is so turned on by something that I'm now no longer able to sort of get to orgasm with my partner and now it's interfering here, It's mm-hmm. there's an inside part and a between part, I think. Right. Well, the inside part, the intrapsychic, that's certainly what I see a ton of, mm-hmm. right? It's the pressure that men could put on themselves that like, I need to have this orgasm. The only way I'm going to feel really good about this experience, the pressure it puts on, mm-hmm. right? And then the more pressure, they're not really present. They're not really focusing on, they're not in the real moment with their partner. You know, they can't feel mm-hmm. the kissing or the touching because they're focused yeah. on their penis. And like the more focused, the more pressure, the more oh, they're yeah. disengaged, right? They're actually lost in their own world, focusing, am I going to have this orgasm or not? And it's pretty lonely. It's a pretty disconnected place exactly. right? with all that pressure. Exactly. You know, these same men don't find that same pressure if they're watching porn or they're masturbating, right? It's like a sure thing. It's an easy thing. There's this visual stimulation, exactly what they like, what turns them on. And it's like so easy for them to orgasm. And then the real thing, making love to their partner, and they're like disconnected. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, you just described a great big problem. But I think one of the things, and and you often bring us back to this, is the pressure that men feel. And that's such a distraction and anxiety. I mean, anything that is happening to the penis <laughs> that is not good, delayed ejaculation, you know, erectile dysfunction, or premature ejaculation is often due to a large part to anxiety. And it's just kind of that that loop that starts going. If it happens once or a couple of times, they get anxious. They start telling themselves, I shouldn't be doing this. I should come. You know, the more you tell yourself, I should come, I mean, that, that is so unsexy. And it's so much pressure. And it, same with women, right? If, if we're watching ourselves saying, ooh, I'm not climbing that mountain. I'm not getting very high. I'm not getting turned on here. You know, I mean, it's this counter pressure to what is natural. Like you said, being able to be present in the moment and feel. Mm-hmm. So that's really the number one problem here is pressure. Mm-hmm. And we know a lot of men are performance-based and driven. And when you're focusing on a performance, 
and it, you're worried about that performance. It's not so different from a sport, right? When you go to the plate and you're worried about striking out, guess what happens? <laughs> you strike right. out. Right. right. So if you, the best hitters get up there, they expect it a hit. You know, they they got that confidence. They just trust their body will do what it's supposed to do. Right. Right. So if you're, if you're worried, that's going to be a, a big break. Exactly. And the good thing, right? The good motive behind this pressure is that they want to please. They're not really in it just for themselves. They right. they do want their partner to be happy. They want to perform well. They want their partner to climax. They want their partner to feel their sexual energy coming for them. I mean, there is a beautiful motive there, but it gets screwed up in their head. And, and then it interrupts their ability to enjoy, to feel the erotic pleasure, and then their penis doesn't work. Well, there's something to be said about cavemen then, huh? They turn there out to is. think so much and work so hard, <laughs> they just let their biology do what the heck it's supposed to do. Yeah, right? yeah. No, there is. There absolutely is. You kind of have to access the caveman, for sure. You, you have to access the caveman. Well, yeah. if you're not accessing the caveman because you want to be such a, a good lover and be responsive and all this other stuff that kind of are important too, let's come back and let's talk to Dr. Laurie. And how can she help, you know, uh, you know, so many of these, these young men that can't finish the race? Okay. Laurie, we know great lovers are intentional. They bring playfulness, curiosity into the bedroom so they can relax. And we got a great product to help do that. Foria. Foria, right? Their sex oil and their Awaken product is helpful for orgasms. If you want a bigger or better orgasm, Foria is where it's at. They use all-natural plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure and also relieve discomfort. And I can totally see why that works because it also just kind of helps get everything ready down there. Right, and when you can use both the Awaken arousal oil and the sex oil, I mean, they do combine to... Pack a little boom. Pack a little punch for the ultimate pleasure pregame. You really want to use it before you start. And then that kind of gets your body a little bit ready. So I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself to more and deeper and fuller pleasure whenever you can find it and as often as possible, of course. And you can start with the bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal to our Foreplay fam. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash foreplay, or just use the code foreplay at checkout. And that's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash foreplay for 20% off your first order. And I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil, and you will thank us later. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, yes. OMG, yes. (laughs) Sure for that, oh my God, baby. Oh my God, it's for women, men, and couples. It's a website that shows the largest research study on women's pleasure and the findings that they have done. And basically they asked tens of thousands of women what made pleasure better for them. You know, how they got to orgasm. It's very cool. And they found patterns and then they organized all this onto ohmygodyes.com, which is They show basically super honest videos, animations, and how-tos. And so this is like how to touch a woman. And I have sent people here when they need help 
for how to touch themselves and how to touch their partner. We're big fans of research, and this this website is is totally supported by the best research out there. Many of us think things like, you know, I've already got the techniques that work for me, and I'm good. But finding out what works for other people, it may help you, and it may help you find new things that you didn't even know you liked or that your partner liked. There's always more to explore. These are explicit videos, but I have sent lots and lots of clients to it. I think that it's artfully done. It's just vulnerable. It's beautiful. Go to omgs.com slash foreplay for a special discount. That's omgyes.com slash foreplay. We are doing a couple's retreat on September 8th. We're only doing one this year because our training schedule is getting crazy, but we would love to invite you to our couple's retreat. It's by Zoom, and you can find it on our website, foreplaysextherapy.com. I like it when you call me Dr. Lori. <laughs> Ooh. Dr. Lori in the house. Here we go. Okay. I always love this part of working with you. It's like, yeah, I, I can get some answers. I don't have to, you know, be left in the dark, right? So here I am. I'm a, I'm a young guy who's kind of dating this new girl that I really like and um, things are going great until we have sex and I can't finish and Ugh. I feel terrible about that mm. I feel like there's something wrong with me I mean I never had this problem before I, I can you know I don't have a problem orgasm and, and now I do and I, I don't mm. know what the heck to do mm -hmm. is it that in some ways she's so important to you that you're putting extra pressure on yourself yeah I mean I before I started dating her, I was, you know, in a couple of different relationships that were just fun, but nothing more to it. And I didn't have any problems. But yeah, I mean, I really like her. Yeah. And so maybe in those earlier relationships, um, you didn't put quite as much pressure on yourself to please her or to make it special. Or I mean, maybe you were just like, it was fun. And you expected a good time and she expected a good time, but it wasn't as important inside. There, yeah, I guess so. There's irony, right? That the more important person, like this is happening, that could be, that's got to be pretty frustrating. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what the heck? My body's betraying me here. I'm sure it feels like that. Absolutely. Especially because you know you can function and you do well. And then in this one, it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, it makes me like not want to have sex because the last thing I want to do is to have that happen again. Yeah, and I'll bet that um, that's got to have some impact on her, right? You you are attracted to her, I take it. Yes, I am attracted to her. I don't I don't understand why this is happening. Yeah, and then when you're not initiating with her, does she complain about that or feel like you're not attracted to her or say anything about? Yeah, this? I think you know she'll want to invite me into her after dinner and i'm like i make an excuse i have somewhere i have to go and it's just it's the weirdest thing i'm like trying to talk myself out of having sex i i think about this <laughs> often like it's i don't know what has happened to me mm. Mm. so hard i would have done anything to go back to her apartment you know six months ago and now here i am thinking about ways to get out of it like what's wrong with me doctor yeah so there's nothing wrong with your desire. Sounds like you have lots of desire for her and you want that, but you get hung up, you get anxious. Like what happens if I can't climax 
And then what do you tell yourself will happen? What will she feel? What are you going to say to yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just feel like a loser. Okay, so you go, okay, I'm a loser. I can't perform. I can't climax. That's that's good dismotivation, right, to want to have sex if you're like, if it doesn't work, I'm facing this really bad thing that says I'm a loser. I mean, I guess it really it's more like I'm just not a real man. Oof. Even worse. You're a loser and you're not even a real man because you can't come inside her, right? And you want yeah. to. You, you want to be with her. You want to be united with her and have that experience. And then it's like this thing happens and you're like, I'm not even a real man. That That is pretty painful. So how do I fix that? What, what happens between the two of you when this goes on? Do, do you say anything? Does she say anything? Yeah, I just... I usually just say, hey, you know, babe, I'm just... I, I'm just tired, and you know, I don't know what's going on. And she always is like, it's no big deal. And it's like, you know, and, and she tries to give me a hug. And, uh, and I just like, yeah, I give her a hug back, but I just feel like oh, so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you, did the two of you ever talk about kind of what you like, like what turns you on? And would you ever feel comfortable saying, I, I can't right now inside you, but. How about if we work on it together right now? You like know, you touch I, me or give me a blowjob or something like that? I know. I think she would be open to that. I just I just get so focused on no, it's gonna happen, it has to happen that I don't think about other things I could be doing. Mm-hmm. So you're frustrated, feeling that bad sort of place of I'm not a man. You're you're not really thinking, okay, how can I get there? Let's let's be creative. That's not in your brain. You're already feeling so bad about yourself. Yeah, Mom. I'm, I'm kind of we're having intercourse, and I'm just like, "Come on, baby, let's just work here. Come on, do your thing." And like, I'm just hoping it's gonna work, and it just takes long. And then I start saying, "Oh, maybe it's not gonna work." I'm like, "No, it's gonna work." And like, I have this like conversation with myself: "It's gonna work. It's not gonna work." <laughs> just keep going, and then eventually, it just it doesn't work. Yeah. So, are you feeling anything when when you're telling yourself that? In your head, do you feel anything in your penis? Or is it like, I can't really feel anymore. I'm disconnected from the pleasure of thrusting and being inside her. Yeah, I don't think I pay that much attention to what my penis is feeling. I'm just kind of more in my head like, mm-hmm. come on already. This is supposed to happen. Yeah, so you're in your head. You're not in your body. And... When you look back on maybe those other couple of relationships, did you feel a lot? Was it like joyful? Did your body turn on? Could you feel yourself inside her in another partner? Yeah, I think I did feel it a little bit more. Like there was something new about it and like exciting and not knowing what position or what was going to happen. So, yeah, I was more aware of, I think, the sensation of that. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you were open to possibilities of whatever might come, whereas this one, it's so important. You're telling yourself something, I got to make it good for her, and I got to come, and this is how it will be good for her, and 
and then suddenly this pressure stops you from feeling anything in your penis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, okay. I think that's accurate. Okay. So do you think that the two of you would be open to trying a couple of experiments? Yes, definitely. Okay. So one of anything, Doctor Laura. Please tell anything. me what I can. Oh. So one of the things I'd like you to I was do. I was hoping you'd give me a pill or something. <laughs> and if a pill would work on this, I would give it to you. But it doesn't actually. Viagra and all that doesn't actually help ejaculation. So. So one of the things I'd like you to do is, how would you feel about a night when when she climaxes? Does she climax with sexual intercourse or? with you giving her oral sex or touching her or something like that? Yeah, usually through oral sex. Okay. So let's say she's climaxed. And do you think you would feel comfortable asking her and her doing like just a time of pleasure, like no, actually no sexual intercourse for just a little bit? I mean, you, you can have sexual intercourse another day or the next morning, but just like a moment, an exercise where she just touches you or so that you can get back in touch with what your penis feels. Okay. I mean, I, and, and I would just say, I, I don't even want you to climax. Like, maybe be touched for 15, 20 minutes and no climaxing what, at all. What if I feel like I am going to climax? Uh, I'd like you to hold back. I have to stop myself? Yeah. Okay. What's that going to do for me? Like I'm so be so happy to climax, and now I'm going to stop it. Yeah, I want you to feel that really powerful impending force and stopping it, because you're actually stopping it right now, but you're unconscious about the fact that you're stopping it. So I want you to feel it, and if if you do come to the edge, I want you to become conscious of the way that you're stopping it. So either way, it works. You know, but right now, what I want you to do is kind of just feel pleasure, have her touch you, give you oral sex, whatever. Just enjoy and don't try to climax. Feels counterintuitive, doesn't it? Yeah, the goal not to climax. I don't think I've ever had that in my life. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Okay, and you're saying if I try that, that there's something about making a choice not to climax that is going to make this like more conscious in me or something? Yes. It's going to make it more conscious, and it's going to allow you to feel pleasure again without pressure. Mm. You know, because right now the pressure is obscuring anything that you're feeling in your penis that actually would give you erotic stimulation to, to get to climax. Okay. We can try it. Okay, good. All right. Now we come back. Coming back. So, ironically, your reaction, right? This is my experience, your reaction of, but what if I have to climax? I mean, first of all, if he has to climax, he's going to. Mm -hmm. And that's good. Like, actually, my saying to him, don't, takes off more pressure. And when I insist, don't come, it does take off even more pressure. So it's like he's free again to feel and to reach that point of inevitability. Using a ninja move on me. Yeah, it is. Reverse it's, psychology. It is a ninja move. Absolutely. And this is what couples should do. Take the pressure off. Take the pressure off, right? Yeah. Just go back to pleasure, to touching, to oral sex. Just let him feel something that feels good instead of this part of him that's like, I'm not going to come. I'm mm. not a man. You know, it's like he's got to re-engage with his body and he's got to be able to ask. 
you know, eventually I would have him ask, like, what feels better? Like, can you tell her? Yep. You know, I like more pressure. I like this. I like that. You know, when you give me oral sex, do this, do that. You know, that kind of languaging and words help a couple with their sexual adjustment so that it gets really good for them. And a lot of what we sense with delayed ejaculation for men is they're actually not getting the stimulation that they need. And some of that may be because, you know, they've maybe they've used porn and that visual stimulation is what they have relied on for maybe many years you know that this is this is how i get it and then i'm with one solitary partner planning to be with this one person for the rest of my life and i i don't know how to transition from the the multiple stimulation that i get in porn into sensual stimulation that i'm getting from my one partner yeah so a lot of men have over relied on the visual stimulation and experience no pressure in that Yep. And now they got to make the adjustment in real life, which is really the body not working is a sign that we need to do something differently, right? Exactly. You got to get more in your body and you got to get more in your heart. You got to get back to kind of being present with that kiss, you know, smelling your partners, you know, f- smell and it, just feeling the presence of our senses and our touch mm-hmm. to kind of make us back in the moment. Right, you become disconnected, and you've been so focused on this ejaculation that you know you've disappeared. Your yeah. body's still there, but you're pretty much gone. So I love all these exercises Laurie's given us to do. Yeah, um, and I mean, you could hear him, right? He thought, you know, he already brought her to orgasm with oral sex. He has pleased her, but he kind of can't take pleasure in that gift that he's given her. Because he's still thinking, but I'm not going to come, and that's going to be a bad thing for her. You know, so, I mean, there's just so much communication that needs to happen. I, I mean, oofta. Yeah, well, that's, that's my takeaways here. In summary, we're talking about there's often a lack of communication. You can't talk about what really turns you on or changing positions or, you know, things that would probably make it a little bit easier. There's a lack of connection. Right, this pressure that's happening intrapsychically and what's happening between the two of you, this performance is, is leading to disconnections, leading you outside your body. You got to get back into your body. Right. We've got four things to help with delayed ejaculation. One, you got to communicate with your partner and you got to be connected rather than being in your own head about how you're not going to reach orgasm or climax. You know, you're lost from your partner. And this is a love relationship that this guy particularly felt was important. So he's got to connect with her and and be in the moment with her. And that's the presence, just being present in his body, feeling Mm -hmm. again. And I think letting go of this crazy part that controls his thoughts. It's like like some young men don't think their thoughts are good or, you know, and they're trying to control it all. And you can't control sex that tightly. So they got to let go of the caveman and not be <laughs> wow. that is kind of exciting kind of scary <laughs> happy to it man let's do it okay thanks for listening Woof, that was hot i would love to invite you this is women only but we are having a retreat in Asheville on november 10th through the 12th and it's going to be a slumber party and so we're going to like 
all stay together in the same cabin. It's a beautiful space, and we're going to have meals brought in and made, and, and we know who the chef is, and so it's going to be wonderful. Maybe drink a little bit of wine if you'd like to, and we have kind of some talks and time to work together on your sexuality. So the whole goal of this Women's Sexuality Retreat, the Slumber Party, is to basically enhance and develop yourself, your erotic self inside. So we're going to be talking about anatomy and physiology and sexual attachment. We're going to talk through blocks, you know, what stops us? What are the breaks against our sexual expression? And then what are our gas pedals? What are our turn-ons? How do we open up more sexually, like with enhanced sexual pleasure? And we're going to talk about orgasms and role play and using joys and fantasies and some stuff. And each night we're going to have a pajama party where we just relax and sit around and talk on the deck and hang out together. And and then on Sunday morning, we're going to set our focus and have concrete steps toward sexual engagement with our partners. Sounds pretty awesome, Lori. And all the men, don't worry about it. Maybe we'll have like a Spartan camp out somewhere, have a couple (laughs) beers and, you know, we'll do our own version of that someday. That would be great. So love to invite you. I will post it on foreplaysextherapy.com under resources, and there will be the retreat, the scheduling events, and you can link and figure out if you can make it with us on November 10th through the 12th in Asheville. Okay, so tell us about your cutting-edge training that you're doing on success and vulnerability? Lori, we just keep pushing it, coming up with a new module on the playbook of a pursuer, playbook of a witcher, really practical moment-by-moment moves of what a therapist can use. You know, we're so focused on what's happening in session. Enough there's talk about theories and these global things. We, I think most therapists are looking for, what do I do in this moment? Give me a tool, George. So that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. I am so glad you guys are doing this work. I think it helps us be organized to see you do it. You do demos, you do explanations, teaching. It really is interactive. And I think that so many trainings that we sit through don't give us an opportunity for that. So what you're doing is really important. No, we try to emphasize the teach it, show it, do it model of learning. You need to have some ideas, so we try to teach those. And then we try to show what it looks like implementing those ideas. But most importantly, you now got to practice it. That's how they become yours. And that's what we want our our listeners and watchers to do is become their own moves. Find George and his teaching at successandvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.